The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Tuesday, May 5th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, practicing social distancing, and enjoying this Dallas Cowboys offseason as much as you can. Monday was a very fun day here on the Blog and the Boys podcast. We had a couple of fire interviews for you. Tulsa Golden Hurricane head coach Philip Montgomery joined the Ocho to talk about Reggie Robinson II, who we'll talk about in a second here, and Dallas Cowboys quarterback Ben DiNucci, aka The Nooch, joined Girls Talking Boys to talk about his rise, his joining America's team, and a whole lot in between. Uh, I mentioned Reggie Robinson II, and you know, I don't want to get you hyped right away, you know, because, you know, this is like a roller coaster. We got to have ups and downs and, and funs and, and, and funners. And uh, but, you know, what? I'm just going to tell you right now, Reggie Robinson, the second he'll be on talk on the draft tomorrow with Connor Livesey and Dalton Miller. That's right. You know who else will be on talk on the draft? Neville Gallimore. Two Dallas Cowboys draftees joining the Blog and the Boys podcast feed manana, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it as soon as it drops. The Blog and the Boys podcast feed, of course, is available wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple devices, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. We are all over. If you need a direct link or an RSS feed, if that's how you want to roll, you can hit me up. I'm RJ Ochoa on Twitter and Instagram. You can shoot me an email, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com if that's more your speed. We are pumping out all sorts of episodes, tons of content to satisfy you, the avid Dallas Cowboys fan. Again, the Blog and the Boys podcast feed. I understand I'm a little bit biased, but it's uh, it's where you want to be. So make sure you hang out with us. We appreciate you making us part of your Dallas Cowboys fan experience. We have a lot to get into today. It is a very busy episode of the Ocho, so keep your hands, your arms, your fingers inside of the vehicle. Flash photography is permitted. To get things started on Monday, the Dallas Cowboys, in response to signing quarterback Andy Dalton to a one-year $3 million deal, potentially up to $7 million. We'll get into that in a second. But the Cowboys, in response to signing Andy Dalton, waived Cooper Rush. You'll remember that Cooper Rush went undrafted out of Central Michigan in 2017, has been with the Cowboys ever since. Cooper Rush really played so well in the preseason in 2017 and is actually part of the reason why Kellen Moore's uh, career with the Cowboys as a player, as a quarterback, came to an end. Uh, You know, kind of hung on, Kellen did in 2017, got released, got put back on the practice squad. And then actually it was Blake Jarwin who the Cowboys were, you know, going to see get poached uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles off of their practice squad. We talked to Coach McAdoo about that a few months ago. And uh, they decided to cut Kellen Moore entirely and uh, promote Blake Jarwin. The following draft, the Philadelphia Eagles traded up in front of the Cowboys to draft a Dallas, Dallas Goddard. And of course, Kellen Moore joined the coaching staff as the quarterback's coach. And then last season became the offensive coordinator. So all this, you know, it's a big circle of life. And, uh, uh, we wish the best to Cooper Rush. We hope uh, we hope all is well wherever uh, he ends up. Cooper's been on this show before. Interviewed him at Super Bowl 52 on Radio Row in Minnesota. It was very cold, and Cooper was awesome. So uh, hopefully he's able to find a place where he can have success in the NFL. But 
mentioned Andy Dalton's contract and the contract details of it came out. We found out last Saturday night that the Cowboys were signing him to a one-year deal with $3 million in guaranteed money, but that it could be worth up to $7 million. We found out on Monday that that extra $4 million is tied to playing time and tied to playoff playing time. And so if Andy Dalton truly just 100% serves as a backup to Dak Prescott the way that you know, Cooper Rush has to this point, uh, really for a majority of Dak Prescott's career. If if that's what Andy Dalton does, $3 million. And that is nothing to pay to a quarterback of Andy Dalton's caliber and to a quarterback like Andy Dalton who can win you some games if need be, if push comes to shove. It, it is just, it's the perfect situation. I mean, I really, I, I cannot express enough how much of a home run the Andy Dalton signing is for the Dallas Cowboys. And, um, you know, we, we haven't heard a lot about about this because it has been so recently we heard from Jordan Dalton Andy Dalton's wife she posted on Instagram talked about how they were excited to be joining the Cowboys obviously he's got some affinity uh, to the area as he played collegiately at TCU but Andy Dalton did jump on the Adam Schefter podcast uh, available from ESPN on Monday and kind of you know revealed a few things I thought some things that were interesting and so uh, he talked you know the, the first thing I thought was interesting he talked about the next step and every time I hear the next step I think of uh, of the toast that Kevin gives in uh, an American pie, you know, where they're eating the hot dogs and he's like, to the next step. And then uh, Jim and Oz and Finch are like, to the next step. I always think of that. I don't know why. Uh, Probably because that's a great movie. But uh, anyway, so Andy Dalton talked about uh, how he views the Dallas Cowboys as the next step in his career. Yeah, this is just the next step for me. You know, I think, uh, you know, I wanted to join a high class organization team that's ready to win and, um, and be with, with, with Mike McCarthy, who's, uh, just, just his history with quarterbacks, you know, I think it gives me a chance to come to a, a new place, a chance to learn, to help deck out, deck out any way I can, and um, you know, and then just to be an asset for this team. Obviously, I, I bring a lot of experience and and can bring a lot to the table. So uh, I'm here to help this team win and uh, help in any way I can. It seems like Andy Dalton views the Cowboys as somebody or some team or some organization that he can benefit from, and so this really. This is so rare that this happens. It feels like a mutually beneficial thing for the Cowboys and for Andy Dalton, and that's very, very cool to see. Uh, Something else that is certainly of note, Andy Dalton was asked by Adam Schefter if he had any relationship with Mike McCarthy or Dak Prescott prior to joining the Cowboys. Here is what he said. Uh, I do not. So, uh, you know, I I talked with uh, Mike just right when when I I got released, and that was the first time, and I've just met Dak uh, playing against him. So Andy Dalton, clearly, um, I thought that was kind of cool how honest he was. Like, yeah, I, I only know Dak from playing against him. And for what it's worth, Dak Prescott has only played against Andy Dalton once in terms of the NFL. Uh, 2016, very early on in the season, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Cincinnati Bengals 28-14 to at AT&T Stadium. That was before Dak Prescott was the unquestioned starter, uh, but when the Cowboys were really kind of riding high and establishing some momentum. That game, you'll remember, was the first Zeke breakaway touchdown. You know, he He'd been impressive, uh, you know, early on, but that was the first game where he really just kind of ran away. And so um, that was really, really cool to see. But um, that was four years ago. And that means, uh, you know, that uh, the Dallas Cowboys will play the Cincinnati Bengals again this year because that's the way the NFL's schedule works. It rotates. And uh, I'm very fascinated to see how that is adjusted to when it comes to adding a 17th game. But that's not a problem for 2020. Um, So in the interest of the NFL schedule, let's talk about it. The NFL announced on Monday that the 2020 league schedule will be released on Thursday. That's this Thursday, May 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Central. So you know how it is. They make a big show about it. They dissect all the games. And we'll have it, of course, for you available up on blogontheboys.com and on our social channels. Uh, As soon as the schedule is put together, we'll be tracking it all day, you know, all the rumors. Because you know how it is, like games leak out. You know, the Cowboys are going to play this team on Thanksgiving and stuff. Uh, But, you know, it it is always fun. If you have followed me for a few years, you know, I like to predict the schedule. And uh, a great friend of mine, Bobby Belt from NFL Network, likes to do it as well. And so I thought, you know what? Let's do it. Let's get crazy to the next step, right? I mean, let's let's uh, let's take the next step. Let's try to predict the schedule. So uh, hit up Bobby. We uh, we got in the podcast chamber and uh, we did it. We predicted the 2020 Dallas Cowboys schedule. Now, for what it's worth, myself and some other front page writers from bloggingtheboys.com predicted it as well. You can head on over to bloggingtheboys.com and see all of our predictions. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys this season will play the AFC North. They will play the NFC West, and then their other two games outside of those 
those eight and their six division games will come on the road against the Minnesota Vikings and at home against the Atlanta Falcons. So if you want to put together a prediction, you can uh, tweet it at me. Again, I'm at RJ Ochoa. Shoot it to me on Instagram, same username, or email it to me, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. But for now, let's go ahead and get to Bobby's prediction, to my prediction. Let's have some fun. NFL Network's Bobby Belt joins us next to talk some Dallas Cowboys schedule predictions here on the Ocho. Pleased to be joined now by the one, the only, the legendary known around the block, inside the block, on top of the block, and under the block. He is from NFL Network, the Boys and Girl podcast, the one and only Bobby Belt. Robert, how goes it? I'm just Bobby from the block, chilling. <laughs> um, would, do you prefer around, in, above, or under the block, preferably? Um, I mean, I didn't know there was, it was that kind of a an option i prefer uh tupac's my block that's my favorite and i don't exactly like the song that i actually referenced when we came on and that you referenced i don't like jenny from the block i don't like jennifer lopez really in general i was not referencing that to be clear i mean i understand why you you would think no i I understand why you would think that but i wasn't i was just you know i you're on so often that i have to you know get creative every time i introduce you because if i stick to the same thing you know it's really bad you know what i mean yeah, I mean, you could have made a Dan Orlovsky reference. Anyway, um, fun. so um, ooh, doesn't want to touch that one. Okay, hey, RJ, go ahead. Hey, hey, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to be a peacekeeper around here. But uh, anyway, uh, we typically plug what you and Jane have going on the pod at the end, Bobby. But I wanted to, you guys have some awesome coming out this week, so I wanted to give you a chance before we get into this to tell us what to expect on the Boys and Girl podcast. Well, here's the thing. Uh, there is some awesome stuff coming. I feel like the awesome stuff you're referencing is stuff that is in flux right now and actually hasn't been confirmed yet. Well, so, the awesome, I was I actually you. referencing what you tweeted about, but I know what you're talking about. Slavin. Ron Slavin, the agent for Leighton Vanderesh and Alden Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got him on, and he gives us some nice details about Leighton's injury. And uh, I also asked him, and I don't know, I know you interviewed Ron Slavin. Maybe you asked him about this. Maybe somebody has, and I'm just not aware of it. We did ask him about the idea of is like Alden Smith going to have like the the standard Cowboys buddy system? Like, mm-hmm. are they going to have somebody living with him a la Randy Gregory, Des Bryant, things like that? So we got that answer. So that'll be fun. You can listen for that. Uh, we also interviewed uh, Rondell Carter, who I know uh, you guys at Blogging the Voice have interviewed. And uh, also, we got to talk about the 88 legacy, Drew Pearson. So we have Drew Pearson as well. The OG. Okay, cool. Well, so that drops on Tuesday. Is that correct? Yes, yes. It'll be Tuesday, and we'll have audio and video versions of it. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel for this show as well. It's, uh, It's the boys and girl, right, on YouTube? Just making sure. Yes, the Boys and Girl Podcast. All right, cool. Um, so that's dropping if you're listening to this on Tuesday today, uh, the same day as this episode. So go listen to that when you're done listening to Bobby here. So, Bobby, um, you and I, we got a lot of comments about our Jersey discussion. Um, and uh, More positive feedback than we're used to, I feel like. For that's that true. Show. Yeah, like we've done this several years in a row now. Mm-hmm. And you're right in years past been been picked on a little bit for appreciating the finer details when it comes to um you know the, com- the common refrain we get for that one is like must be a slow news day or yeah. something along those lines and it's like i can't say what i want to say but it's it's not nice and I'll, you know i would text it to you sure. normally when we get it but I, yeah I, anyway um so something else that we both have an appreciation for is the nfl schedule we found out on monday that the 2020 nfl schedule will be released on thursday at 8 p.m eastern so uh mark your calendars and uh as is tradition you and i we both love to predict the schedule that's what we're going to do right now uh by the way at bloggingtheboys.com myself and some other front page writers have our predictions up if you want to go read mine we're obviously going to go through it right here uh and get bobby's and so bobby let's um you know you went the extra mile and you predicted the time slots for these. I've done that in years past. I did not do that this particular time. Um, and yeah, I'm really disappointed in you because that's always what you do. And that's part of our 
debate usually is the, so, the slots. So, so. It, it wasn't out of like laziness or anything to pull the curtain back a little bit. I've, like I used a Google Doc for all of our predictions at the site. And so it was just too complicated, you know what I mean, to like have multiple things like that. So I just figured it's all good. That's why we have a podcast. But so I will get the ball rolling. And I know this has been rumored, and so I'm going to steer into it week one. And obviously, before we begin, Bobby and I both know and understand and acknowledge that so much about the future of our world is up in the air. Uh, obviously, Bobby and I both hope that everything returns to normal as soon as possible. But for the purposes of this discussion, we're going to, you know, for John as if the NFL season takes place when, you know, it is anticipated too. So week one, Bobby, I have the Dallas Cowboys on the road against the Los Angeles Rams in that brand new shiny stadium. And I know that's been the rumor. Um, I, I, I didn't want to bleed into rumors too much. You know what? Last year, if, if it would have been me playing the rumor game, I would have slotted Miami on Thanksgiving, which I actually did. And uh, that turned out not to be true. And, or, or Buffalo on Thanksgiving. And then that turned out not to be true. They did play so, Buffalo on Thanksgiving. What are you yeah, talking yeah, about? See, I'm, I'm mixing up. See, this is how much it mixed me up at the time. They had Miami <laughs> that was supposed to be Thanksgiving. And you remember everybody was like, it was leaking out even that, right. oh, like we all thought. And then it was Buffalo. And so it was a big pain. Okay, and so, so what do you have? I, I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go another direction. And I'm going to go, and I think I predict this every year, really, that the Cowboys are going to open on Sunday Night Football. And it's more just like my – internal wish because I don't want another stupid Giants-Cowboys matchup for the mm -hmm. opening game. And uh, so I'm going with a sexy pick and I'm saying that they're going to say, let's uh, let's put two of, of, of like the next generation quarterbacks in each conference on on display for opening night. So I've Cowboys got the Cowboys play the on the road. North. AFC yeah, North just Cowboys. to have everyone's brains turn in and you've got them against who? So, so yeah, because I mean there's, there's plenty of options there. There's, uh, you know, Joe Burrow. There's Lamar Jackson. But when I'm talking about future of the NFL, I'm talking about Mason Rudolph. <laughs> and no, okay, I've got them on the road playing Baltimore on Sunday Night Football. Ravens, Cowboys, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott. Uh, that that would be I, – and that's more just a, I think, wishful thinking. But uh, that would be my projection for week one. Now, I um... – this is possible to be their week one opponent, but I'm going to not really disagree with you, but just highlight. I don't think that whoever the Cowboys are playing week one is happening on Sunday night football, because as you'll remember last year, the NFL experimented with the NFL 100 season and had the Packers and bears open up the season on Thursday night and then had the Patriots unveil their banner on Sunday night football. And a lot of people really liked that. So I think the NFL is going to lean into that and give us, you know, obviously there's no NFL 100 this year, but, but some sort of just juicy game on the first Thursday. And then the Chiefs will be at Arrowhead week one Sunday night football. I just think that's what's happened. That's, that's, and, know, and, and obviously, and obviously, like I said, I don't think it's actually going to happen. It's more wishful thinking. Just like okay. every year I project them on Sunday night football, RJ, as okay. I already said. So anyway, uh, we both, because um, I'm looking at both of ours here, uh, we both in week two, Bobby, have the Cowboys at home, uh, their home opener. Well, and I think, I think their home opener will be this either way, whether it's week one or week two, against Jason Garrett and the New York Giants. I think that's a really easy you know, one to predict. Uh, I don't know why you failed to mention Mark Colombo there and Cameron Fleming, but of course. that's uh, an added layer there. Uh, but also, yeah, I don't know about you, but I always feel like um, the Giants game to me, even when both teams have been good, that's never been like a game that I'm like, oh, yeah, Cowboys-Giants. Like that well, game always like it's just, it, it's not sexy to me. It's never it hasn't been sexy. felt that way in a long time. I'll give you that. Um, I think we've done a lot of reminiscing this offseason, like 07, like that 08 game that kept that team's, you know, playoff hopes alive on Sunday Night Football when Deion Anderson caught that touchdown. That had a big, oh, yeah. You know what I that mean? Was, like, that was not the Giants, though. That was about the napkin plays being drawn up during the week that Ed Werder was reporting. That's why that still, had all that attention. It was still fun, but you're, it is different. I, like, it, I actually think a Cowboys-Giants game is better played late afternoon on Sunday, like the 2012 game, the Des Pinky game, you know what I'm talking about? Like that, yeah. that is a better slot for that particular rivalry. But some of that's just like 
what was Eli and kind of stale. You know what I mean? Like there's, you're right. It's, it's, um, it's a meal you eat for lunch. You know what I mean? It's not a great dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, it's, it's not, you know, it's not the atmosphere that I, sure. that I like really look forward to, but I mean, like, uh, you know, to be, be fair, we've had the Odell catch on those things. Uh, you know, we had the, um, we had the black cat against the giants. So, right. I mean, they, they've given us some theater, so maybe I shouldn't be too hard on it. We both have the Cowboys at home in week three. You have them taking on the Cleveland Browns. I think if that, I think that game will be at noon. I think that's one of the noon slots the Cowboys get. Um, I have them hosting the Arizona Cardinals in week three. Your thoughts? I don't think that the Browns and Cowboys would be a noon slot because CBS will only get their two Cowboy games a year, and they're always going to put those in the prime time. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. Yeah, and so just, they're like always going to noon game, right? Yeah, so they're going to put it at three with Romo. It doesn't matter. If they if CBS has the Cowboys game, they're putting it at three and letting Romo call it. And so I still think that's a three o'clock game. The CBS, uh, early season matchup at home against the Browns. Uh, I'm reminded of the Vinny Testaverde Cowboys winning one of their few games that season against the Browns early in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, featured an Anthony Henry interception for the Browns. Right. Uh, the year before he came to Dallas. But yeah, yeah, Browns and Cowboys week three. Now, Bobby and I did not put our schedules together in all in collusion. And I don't have any time slots here. But so week four, you have them on Monday Night Football. Um, and they will get one Monday Night Football game, obviously. I think their Monday Night game, though, granted, I didn't associate any time slots, will be at home just because it was on the road last year. It was the Black Cat game that you mentioned. Um, but mm-hmm. you, you've got this this Monday Night Football game in week four on the road in Washington. I also have them on the road in Washington in week four. Do you agree with my Monday Night game being at home thing? Um, because I if you see think, that. I wouldn't dispute it. Honestly, think, I felt like... Think about 2018's Monday Night game. That was at home. That was Witten for the titans 2017 um what was 2017's monday night oh that was arizona uh the bryce butler game 2016 was the uh, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on i i think it's funny you refer to the 2017 cardinals game as the bryce butler there's game a, rather than the kneeling game which right is there's like a lot of ways thing. well bryce was a recent guest on the show so i mean i had to you know that, that, was, that was also that was also the last time we really saw des bryant go full des bryant in the game for the cowboys I remember tweeting after that game a screen grab of him on like the eight yard line and like four Cardinals players in front of him. And like I tweeted the screen grab and said something like Des Bryant scored on this play because it was absurd. But uh, but my point was going to be so 2018, 2016 were home Monday night games. 2019, 2017 were road. 2015 was in the road in Washington where we're talking about. 2014 was um, at home against Washington. So I, I do think there is there is this pattern of flip-flopping, so I do think it will be at home. So I'm sorry. Um, I, and I could see it. I also always see that, like, it feels like to me that the way the Cowboys' Monday night football game gets scheduled, typically, because uh, if it's like a genuinely sexy matchup, it usually goes to Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like Monday night football, it's like they kind of throw a bone to ESPN sort of. And so, like, they go with something that, like, ah, there's some sexiness to this, some added sexiness, but really you're getting kind of a boring matchup. And so, like, I could see the Redskins at home or the Redskins on the road. I could see the Bengals on the road being the Monday Night Football game. Like, oh, Joe Burrow versus the Cowboys. And, uh, like, the Cardinals, similarly, if you want to go for a home game, maybe the Cardinals is Monday Night Football. You get Kyler Murray and Cliff against the Cowboys and – that could be a possibility. So I was thinking about this while you were answering. I promise I was listening. What or who was the last NFC team the Cowboys play on Monday Night Football that was not a division rival? That was not a division rival? Correct. Um, didn't you just say 2017, the Cardinals? Oh, you're right. Man, I glossed over that. Well, before that then, before the Cardinals. Oh, uh, shoot. Um, Very infamous game. It was the Chicago Bears in 2013, the like negative five game or whatever. Um, oh, wow. So anyway, let's move on. So week four, we both have at Washington. Week five, I have them returning to Cincinnati. Uh, they is in Andy Dalton. And uh, you have them on a bye. You have the early bye this season. Yeah, they're just, you know, relaxing, taking some time off. 
spending with their families, um, you know, getting some much needed time indoors that they didn't get six months of during the off season during quarantine. So week six, um, I have them at home, and so do you. We both have them against teams wearing red jerseys. You have them against the 49ers, and based on that clue and who the Cowboys play in 2020, I have them against the Cardinals. Wrong. I had them against the Cardinals in week three. How dare you? Sorry. I wasn't listening. The Falcons. I have them against the Falcons. <laughs> that to me seems like the the perfect right before because this this game week six is October eighteenth, uh, so it's like right before the the fall sweeps. You know what I mean? So like we gotta save the juicy stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Because like right after that is when right before Halloween the the big games pick up. So that's my thought there. Uh, week seven that is October twenty fifth. You have them on the road in Minnesota. I just think that game takes place when it's colder outside. I don't know why I feel that way. Um, I have them at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. For what it's worth, they hosted Philly on October 20th last year. They hosted them on October 30th in 2016. Like, I just, it's kind of a late October game. You know, Eagles. Yeah, I feel, yeah, that's a, that's a, and I, I think, I can't recall totally. I'm actually, I don't have my schedule directly in front of me, but I know you got it, so I can trust you. Uh, I think I have Philly in that area, though. The, the first Philly game at home is around there. Um, I don't want to spoil no, 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 The home game is at the end of the year, so, so it's a road game I have them. I, I forgot I got Philly near the end. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I went with, uh, I, I think that you're, you're right to make your assumptions that I'm, I'm stacking up maybe some too many big games early, you know, Minnesota, mm-hmm. San Francisco. Uh, but honestly, I think there's a lot of buzzworthy games that the Cowboys could be playing. Um, and I also think that the 49ers are going to have, you know, they're, they're the defending NFC champions. Minnesota was one of the better teams in the league last year. I think they might be looking at the schedule makers might be looking at it going, yeah, Dallas is a sexy pick, but Dallas did go like 500 last year. And so like there's better matchups that we can be potentially be projecting near the end of the year. Mm, so I didn't know exactly which way to go with it. Um, and so this is the way that I went, but you're also right that uh, the last time the Cowboys played in Minnesota, it was a, a cold weather date. It was a uh, December 2016. Yep. It was right after the uh, Redskins Thanksgiving game. Yep. And it yep. was, um, Probably the most boring offensive game of Dak Prescott's career. It was. That was the color rush game. And that was, um, I believe, Mike Zimmer missed that game because of his eye issue. Um, so mm-hmm. there was yep. a lot yep. going hey, on um, in that uh, that particular game. So, okay, that's week eight. Uh, a little bit of a speed round. Let's try to get to Thanksgiving rather quickly here. That was week seven, excuse me. Week eight, I have them on a bye. You have them hosting Arizona. That would be the day uh, or the Sunday would be November 1st. That kind of has shades of that 2015 season, that game that Tony Romo missed and Brandon Whedon started. Like it just kind of, it's going to be that, that like pure light in AT&T State. Not the bright light, you know what I mean? Like the fall pure light. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Was that the, was that the Tyler Patman early oh, interception for a touchdown it, game? It was. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Wow. And that was, I also remember they lowered, cause it was in November. So it was uh, military appreciation. They lowered like a combat dog, um, like from the, the jumbotron it was incredible um, i'm gonna project also that game uh just to stick with the theme like you're talking about i'm gonna say maybe dak misses that start and andy dalton another redheaded backup quarterback plays that day against the cardinals wow dude not cool anyway week nine Sorry. you have them as referenced at philadelphia you have that game by the way you had the 49ers game in week six on sunday night football you have them week nine at philly on sunday night football again so it's week nine you've got them having played four primetime games already um, i know so- and yeah it was tough uh but when you start off the season i feel like you get that and then you know i, I think that you're gonna get it one of these divisional games i didn't feel right uh, not putting a divisional game like on Sunday night football yet. I mean, I know I had the, the Monday night football Redskins game, but I don't know. It felt like Sunday night football Cowboys divisional time. I waited too long. And so I just, I put it on there. So week nine, I have them at home against Pittsburgh. And so I have them playing this game coming out of the bye. And I can promise you if this happens, I will tweet something like, 
Last time Mike McCarthy played the Pittsburgh Steelers in this building off of two weeks of rest. You know what I mean? Like it will be something yeah. along those lines. I, I just, I know myself that well. If I were to be right here, week six, I just want to know how practical you think this is because weird things do happen. I have them week six against Atlanta, week seven against Philly. I could see that game Sunday Night Football. And then on a bye in week seven, I'm sorry. Yeah, week six, Atlanta, week seven, Philly, week eight, bye, week nine, Pittsburgh. So that's three home games in a four week stretch with the buy in between there do you think that's possible just a month of no travel no wow okay sorry i don't um anyway week 10 we're at double digits now you have them playing the steelers so you have we have the steelers around the same time definitely that november you know part of the calendar um and obviously that game's on cbs i mean that's um not a question the last cowboy steelers game was incredible week 10 yeah that was that was the week that tony romo passed away not cool, Bobby. Anyway, uh, I'm just week, saying his career. His, his everybody knew it was over then. Week ten, um, I have them at Baltimore. So um, you know, good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> Shout out to uh, to hairspray and whatnot. But so, Tracy Turnblad. Uh, so uh, wait, you have Steelers. You have Steelers and Ravens back to back. Is that what they did in 2016 too? That's I remember a, there was that that's exactly what they did in 2016. So in 2016, if my memory is correct, they went to Cleveland then went to Pittsburgh. And after Cleveland was when they did the, um, do you remember when that, that was the mannequin challenge? You also, you also like, forgot that that was week three. They had uh, Cincinnati or week four, week three or four. They had Cincinnati at home. Well, I remember when I wrote the article predicting that schedule, it was something like they had, they had played an AFC team in like four of the previous six week fours or something like that. So like I, I did correctly predict that Cincinnati game. That was obviously the last professional game Andy Dalton played at AT&T stadium. But um, so they went, to Cleveland and, and beat the tar out of them and did the mannequin challenge in the plane afterwards and then went to Pittsburgh and you're right that was the sort of exclamation point that it was Dak Prescott's team then they hosted Baltimore and then it was Thanksgiving against the Washington Redskins so uh, but I've got them at Baltimore in week 10 um, you have them against Pittsburgh week 11 this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving okay so we both have them on the west coast you have them at LA uh, taking on the Rams, and I have them at Seattle. Your thoughts? Um, I think you're right in the area about of where I would have Dallas playing Seattle. Because uh, I was really thinking about that game, and I was like, maybe that's a, like a December game. But like I'm like forgetting that like Seattle's really not Seattle anymore. Right. And so like the late season, like two NFC Titans like going at it thing. I just I didn't see it so then I ended up moving them to like November um and so I, I agree that you're in the area um but I'm also gonna have to adjust on the fly here when we get to week 12 so right. <laughs> okay so week 11 you're in LA against the Rams I'm at Seattle um you mentioned having to adjust I don't want to put you on blast why but week 12 uh, the Washington Redskins at home Thanksgiving which I have <laughs> on my schedule that I sent to you the entire time uh, so you have them hosting Washington on Thanksgiving. I have them hosting the San Francisco 49ers. We've seen them kind of veer away from the traditional stuff a little bit, like the Bills last year. Like, I could see them going for that throwback. It's on and uh, on Fox this year. You know what I mean? Like, I just – I think it could be, you know, it, it could be cool. It, it, it could be fun. And so uh, I've got Cowboys 49ers on Thanksgiving, the whole world watching, so that would be cool. So the Thursday after, because they are definitely going to play on Thursday Night Football after um, the Cowboys. Uh, that's yeah, that's a staple of their schedule. The Thursday after week 13, since we're adjusting on the fly and you don't know what my week 13 is right now, it's the Cincinnati Bengals on the road on Thursday night football. Okay. And I have them at Minnesota the same way they played in 2016. So same um, sort of concept that I talked about earlier with Monday night football. I think they throw a Thursday night football bone to like burrow at the Bengals. Like, all right, let's get some I could exposure see here. Cowboys. I can totally see that. Um, okay, so then week 14. So this is coming off the mini-buy. Uh, and I, I think they'll play a road game in that slot just because they will have that added time. So I have them on the road, uh, not at the Meadowlands, but I'm going to say it because it makes me feel good, against the Giants. 
I have them on the road against Seattle. And you know that because you have my schedule directly in front of you and I haven't changed any of it. And uh, I'm, I'm letting you know here that from week 15 on, you have the accurate schedule. Thank you very much. Again, if it was not uh, easy to pick up, Bobby made a whoopsie. But anyway, uh, so week 15, I have them, their penultimate game at home. Um, well, of course, until the divisional round when they host a game. Uh, I have them hosting the Cleveland Browns on the Sunday of December 20th. You have them at home against the Atlanta Falcons. I just don't think Atlanta provides the the sex appeal that they need in in late December. Do the Browns? They have Baker Mayfield and Odell. Like that would be the least, one of the least consequential games to play off positioning possible. At least with the Falcons, you're playing an NFC team and a common opponent. I suppose that's fair, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, so I'm pulling it up now. Great podcasting work by me. Um, do you know the latest that they played an AFC team last year? Uh, let's see here. Who were they? Who did they have last year? They had the, the AFC East. East. Yeah. Um, so it would have been the. It would have been the. Mm, I'm trying. I know the Dolphins were early in the season. And that's so yeah, it would have been the Bills. It was the Bills on Thanksgiving, but yeah, because my... I knew the Bills and the Patriots were right, kind of near each other. Uh, the Patriots was the week before Thanksgiving, to put it in perspective. But um, so, but to my point here, in terms of it being possible, the year before in Indianapolis, when they you know got got skunked, that game was in Week 15, where I'm putting this Cleveland game. So it is possible. Like there's certainly precedent for it. And remember that in 2014, that that Colts game was really late in the season too. I think it was that was actually Week 16. Uh, because yep. they they clinch the division, so you know it's you know it's definitely possible to have less consequential games. But uh, the yeah, I mean, they, and they and they, they and they played the Raiders in week whatever sixteen that was, and that was fifteen twenty seventeen that was 15. fifteen. But but again, like I feel like at the time that those games were scheduled, those were like like they didn't know the Raiders were going to be bad at the end of that Dude, year. Again, so like I don't know that the Browns are going to be the team they put there. Baker Mayfield and CeeDee Lamb and Odell and the Cowboys. Like it's, it's definitely possible. Odell's I mean, not going to be playing for the Browns then, but whatever. And, it, uh, and it gives. CBS, don't forget the Adam Henry choose that he's going to be playing. He'll be up against the Browns for the first time. Also to your point, it puts, it, it gives the Cowboys or it gives the networks a Romo Cowboys game in late December. That's a big thing here. So Romo yeah. Cowboys, Adam Henry versus Ben Bloom. I, I see it. I changed anyway. my mind. I see it. Okay. Week 16, uh, last home game of the year for me. I've got them at home against Washington. You have them on the road against the Giants. Yeah. I mean, I think generally everybody kind of sees that it's not always the norm, but generally you're getting like two or three divisional games in the last month right. to kind of wrap things up. We actually both have them playing division games in week 16 and week 17. You have them at New York, and then you already kind of alluded to it, at home against the Eagles to close it out. I have them against Washington in week 16 and on the road in Philly in week 17. I have. I, I think that it's definitely going to be Philly the last game of the year because I think the NFL is desperate to set up like a win-and-you're-in matchup. And I well, think yeah. they always try and, and I think that was, and so like, I think the logical bet for the NFC East version of that would be Cowboys Eagles. So I definitely think that we're getting Cowboys Eagles in week 17. They're going to try and set it up to where you're not playing like the final week last year where Dallas was waiting to see what would happen. And, you know, for right. no, game and stuff I like agree. That. I agree. And that's how we both have that opponent in week 17. We just have the locations flipped. I just think they want like the elements of this, this Sunday uh, of week 17 is January 3rd, 2021. I think they want the elements associated with Philly. So they started going to these divisional games in week 17, I believe in 2011. So in 2011, it was at New York, 2012, it was at Washington, 2013 was Philly, 2014 at Washington, 15 Washington at home, 16 and 17 both at Philadelphia, 18 was at home against, um, uh, no, 18 was on the road against the Giants. That was the great Dak Cole Beasley game winner. And then last season was at home against Washington. So since they've gone to this format, they've only played the Eagles once in week 17. And that one time was at home. That was the uh, Kyle Orton game, the Gavin Escobar somersault. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong. How am I wrong? 
uh, because they've also played the Eagles in 2016. I said that. I said 2016 and 17. You said they've only played the Eagles. You said they've only played the Eagles once. Oh, okay. the, you well, didn't I say mis- once at home. I misspoke. I misspoke. That's my bad. Okay. I uh, still. Well, here's, I got the, here's, all the, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We both agree it's the Eagles. I think it'll be the home game. You think it's going to be the road game. I would just say to the dear listener, only one of us draws checks from the NFL, and so <laughs> I would say that you you just let that influence your opinion however you see fit. That's true. You That's choose really to trust point. who you're going to trust. Um, you know? Okay, so the it's script, me, by the way. I what, I draw the checks from the NFL. What, whatever schedule ultimately bears out. Um, in in closing, give me a record, a way too early record prediction. Uh, thirteen and three. Wow. I, okay. I think they're gonna have the I think they're gonna have the refreshing Wade Phillips reset, and I think there's not really gonna be any looming contract questions for anybody. And I could see that they're gonna like, go out there and they're gonna I, I think it's set up for them to have a really strong year. And they I were could, really good like they were better than eight and eight last year. No, I agree. I could see that, and then it's it's sort of this like run of success and kind of like twenty sixteen was. Then they'll have like a fluke loss, like a weird one, you know what I mean? And that week will be the worst week of all time. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, they they will they will lose the Ben Bloom Adam Henry December rematch. <laughs> so like that'll be the one they lose they lose to the browns right it'll be like their first opportunity to clinch the one seed you know what i mean and so it'll be like they couldn't even clinch the one seed. which which for those of you that would whine about that and go oh, typical cowboys oh. okay like yeah that is literally typical cowboys that's something the cowboys have done all the way back in the years they were winning the super bowls too they were losing the random teams they shouldn't have lost to um bobby belt thank you for taking the time to join us again uh really looking forward to tuesday's episode of the boys and girl podcast and i know there's some stuff you can't say quite yet uh but it's going to be cool i I know it's going to be cool yeah if we can if we can get it if we can get it done it'll be cool but like we should be able to get it done and we have some other stuff lined up that should be really cool um just as soon as your schedule's free and you confirm with us as soon as that happens we can (laughs) talk about how you're coming on on twitter at bobby belt tx on instagram at bobby belt tx uh he'll he'll hit you with some emo like stories um like and i don't mean like the the captions emo i mean like he literally will put the emo music filter on it and stuff so uh, yeah because it's good music uh you can also find me on facebook um (laughs) but if i don't know you i'm not gonna accept your request okay i'll see it it's not if you think i haven't seen your friend request and you've sent me one you're wrong i've seen it i'm just not gonna accept it bobby thank you so much for taking the time to join us um we'll see who gets more games right um it will be hard for me to compare the notes of it based on some things we'll just leave those you know we'll just leave those up in the air uh but bobby there's an audio record of it i think we can pretty easily compare it dude that's a a good point (laughs) bobby thanks for taking the time to join us have a good one man you too want to give a big time thank you to Bobby Belt for taking the time to join us today to talk about the schedule and look we're probably going to be wrong I'll be thrilled I've, I've been doing this for a while you know predicting schedules and the very first time I did it I thought there's no way I'm going to miss a single one there's just no way I'm, I've got them all right I'm, I've definitely got them all right and I think I got like three right so I'll be pumped if I get three right uh, here in 2020 uh, but it will be fun to um, to start to put together some ideas uh, uh, of what's going to be difficult and obviously so much changes every year in the NFL and I know a lot of people look forward to different games and you know I've said before we talk about it all the time on the show my dad and I and and my wife and my mom you know we all uh we go on a road trip every year and we pick one game and you know it's our dream to see the entire NFL uh to this point um it is now the year 2020 the first road game my dad and I went to was in 2014 we went to uh the Thursday night game in Chicago that was the Cole Beasley game Brandon Marshall's last game with the Bears 2015 we went and saw them play in Green Bay that was Matt Castle's Cowboys um that was actually the warmest December game ever in Green Bay history uh, so shout out to two dudes from the Rio Grande Valley in 2016 uh, I've talked about this a lot went to Pittsburgh we sat next to Franco Harris it was incredible 2017 we went on the road we had to go to Oakland because uh, you know they were moving to Las Vegas and everything so we had to go see the black hole 2018 we actually went and saw two road games we went to Atlanta and saw that great game the game winner and then we went a few weeks later uh, the game Bobby and I referenced and saw them 
in Indianapolis, and it was a loss, but they were going to clinch the division anyway. So it was a really, really good time, really fun, really great city Indy was. And then last season in 2019, uh, you might remember we all went to New England, the rainy, cold game, and it was miserable, but it was awesome. And we got some clam chowder, and it was really, really, really cool. Uh, so, um, you know, we've talked, and, and obviously, you know, so much about our world is up in the air right now, and, and uh, you know, God willing, everything will settle down. But the games we have talked about preliminarily, um, I don't know if that's a word, preliminarily, but in preliminary fashion, we've talked about road trips to Seattle or Baltimore. So uh, if you're thinking about doing a Cowboys road trip, hit me up. Let me know which one you're thinking. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to uh, briefly touch on some things that Gerald McCoy said on the Oklahoma Breakdown podcast. Uh, Gerald McCoy was a guest on Monday's episode. Uh, obviously, Gerald McCoy has some Oklahoma ties, went to the University of Oklahoma. We've talked about that several times. And, uh, you know, Gerald McCoy has done a few interviews so far this uh, this offseason. As you hear my dog shake it up, he's, uh, he's very happy uh, to be here while I am recording the podcast. But um, so... Uh, so yeah, Joe McCoy been been you know making the rounds. He was on with Marty Smith. He did an interview with Shannon Gross of DallasCowboys.com. Uh, so you know Joe McCoy kind of letting us all know what he's all about and what we can expect from him uh, as you know the Dallas Cowboys begin the 2020 season with their newest defensive tackle. But the first thing he said I thought was interesting had to do with Mike Nolan's defense. And instead of telling you what he said, I'm just gonna let you hear what he said. Here's Joe McCoy. Um, as far as Coach Nolan, you know he's been typically a three-four guy. Um, with our personnel, we have four or three personnel. Um, we've kind of went over a little bit of what we've done, not really. Um, you know, we've been having these kind of virtual meetings. So they put in uh, kind of front. So it's really a hybrid, you know. And for a guy like me, you bring in a guy in his 11th year, you don't want to bring him in and change what he does. Nope. So. They're going to allow me, whether we're in a 3-4 or 4-3, I'm going to be the traveler three technique. I'm going to be allowed to get up the field and get in the backfield and wreak havoc, the same thing I've always done. So um, it's more of really a hybrid. We'll be in some 3-4, we'll be in some 4-3s. It's kind of week to week. You know, the league is evolving, a lot of zone read stuff, and people change what they do with these fronts. 70% uh, of the defenses, you're going to be in sub. It's rare you see people in base anymore because of evolution of the league. So what was interesting about that is just that, you know, he talked about how they had Zoom meetings going on and he's kind of down for whatever. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Cowboys handle all these defensive linemen. They obviously have a lot of potential and a lot of, you know, different abilities and a lot of ways they can go about this. But uh, Mike McCarthy did say it's going to be a 4-3 front with some, you know, variations and whatnot. So very, very interesting to hear. The next thing that I thought Joe McCoy said, he's talked, you know, many times this offseason, as mentioned, about his – health and about his playing weight and about how he felt like he was very heavy last year and about how he's gone about that differently and so here's Joe McCoy talking about that last year is probably the heaviest I've ever been and what happened was actually when I did the vegan diet I was overcompensating with my protein and um I was kind of overeating so I, I got I got heavy and then when I got off my vegan transitioning back in I didn't transition well back into eating a certain way so I gained a lot of weight and uh that's as heavy as I ever been man I had a lot of issues with my knees uh, my tendonitis was acting up more than it has um so all year I kind of had to manage my knees because they were really hurting I'm like dang am I about to be done and then I realized freak I'm too big <laughs> like you gotta lose the weight so I've actually at the most I've lost, you know, I got back up probably three or four pounds, but at the most I've lost 20 pounds. So I feel great now. I'm running well. My knees don't hurt. Um, I'm able to lift and work out like I always have been. So I feel good. But, you know, you never know until you get in training camp, until you get in the thick of the season, you don't really know how your body feels. But as of right now, I feel great. So Gerald McCoy seemingly has found the – 
physical shape that he prefers to play in, which is very cool. Uh, and again, he's talked about this several times, so he really must, or it really seems, I should say, dialed in on it, which is, um, you know, look, if you're an elite athlete, I mean, you know your body better than anybody else. And so uh, very cool just to kind of hear the process behind that. Um, last thing that I thought was really cool, uh, Neville Gallimore, as mentioned, will be a guest on tomorrow's episode of Talk on the Draft. Connor and I interviewed Neville last week, and it's an interview that I think you're really going to enjoy. Obviously, Neville went to Oklahoma, uh, is a defensive tackle for the Cowboys, just like Gerald McCoy is an Oklahoma defensive tackle for the Cowboys that is going to wear number 75 for the Cowboys, just like Tony Casillas, who you will hear later today on a brand new episode of the 750. But uh, Gerald McCoy, a lot of people have assumed that he's going to be a bit of a mentor for Gallimore, and he talked about that, and uh, well, it was pretty cool. Uh, what I told Neville today is, man, listen, you are in a much better position than I was because I didn't have anybody to help me. I didn't have anybody to show me the ropes or teach me technique or teach me how to be a true professional. And, you know, he was a little nervous about calling me and really bugging me about asking questions. And I told him, I'm one of those vets who I will, you a young guy or um, a rookie that's asking me questions or coming to me for advice, they'll never get on my nerves or never bother me because I didn't get that. And I vowed that I would never be that vet that wouldn't show guys the ropes or give guys any advice as much as they need. And I found out that I was the vet. I'd say it was probably 2014, 2014 or 15. A guy came to me and asked me um, about how he should be, have his relationship and getting married and stuff and being in the NFL as a married man. I'm like, geez, am I that guy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, gra quick, hey, <laughs> hey, Grandpa, how do I do this? <laughs> I'm like, am I, am I him already? Man, all right, I guess I'll be him. You know, it reminds me of when we had Casey Phillips from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the show uh, like six weeks ago. I can't even remember how long it's been. Obviously, time has, has sort of stood still in all this. But uh, she talked about how Gerald McCoy is, is this great leader and, and he's going to be really beneficial for young players. And I think it's going to be awesome for Neville Gallimore. It certainly has a lot of potential to be great for somebody uh, like Tristan Hill, who we all know and we all agree certainly has room to grow with the Dallas Cowboys. But, uh, but yeah, so um, look. This was a fun episode, and uh, if you have a scheduled prediction and you want to share it, do so. Certainly hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at rjochoa. Uh, email me rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. Uh, but, again, got a new episode of the 750 coming your way later today. And tomorrow, of course, we'll get an episode of the Ocho to start your day off. And then a brand new episode of Talking the Draft with two of the newest members of the Dallas Cowboys, Neville Gallimore and Reggie Robinson II. You can hear Reggie's collegiate coach, Philip Gummery from Tulsa, on Monday's episode of the Go back and check in your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Apple devices, Spotify. You know, I know there's a lot of podcast platforms, but those are the two big top dogs. If you get an opportunity, give us a rating, write a review. Those things are very, very, very helpful. And uh, while you're doing all this stuff, do me a favor. Number one priority, have the absolute best Tuesday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.